I'm Chase. And I'm Timothy. And this is Customer Service. Hello, Chase. How are we doing? And we're live. We are live from the podcast room, pod number two. Let me paint you a visual picture (laughs) of the podcast room. It is a... I don't know. I'm not good with the square footage or whatever. It's a, it, it's it's comfortable enough, but it's a relatively small space. There are no windows. I'm trying to think what we could equate this to. Um, think of like shit, like a small Dairy Queen in the Midwest. Imagine if you cut it in half. <laughs> so take a regular Midwest Dairy Queen and cut it in <laughs> half, and that's approximately the size that we're we're in the kitchen of the Dairy Queen. Yeah, like a little tiny space, but yeah, we had we got a little desk and two chairs. And and a whiteboard, and that's then we got some pillows turned in the corner because it's super echoey in here, and we haven't fixed it yet. Yep. So, but it's nice. We like it. It's kind of it's it. cozy. I said to you yesterday, I was like, you know, if I live by myself, this is kind of a perfect dwelling. There's really no the, windows. The thing to equate this to is it looks like a prison. Yeah. And now I think that you could fit like this would be a two person one. You definitely have a roomie. But it's uh, but it's not. It looks kind of similar technically. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. We've, we've started to spruce it up, but we're only day three in. So, yeah. well, pal, on the pod today we have uh, friend Nick Grant on today. Yeah, he yeah. is a a writer. I think first and foremost, he is a college athlete. Yeah, yeah. He's a dad. Yeah. Um, he's just a great like. He's a he's a homie. Yeah, you know just a I mean? homie. Yeah, we've, yeah, yeah. we've been chatting with him for uh, ha- oh, a while now. Yeah, I a while like, now. Very like vaguely knew him through mm-hmm. former job stuff and events and things. And then like and, you know, he, yeah. you guys both. He, he, like, he was big on Tumblr. Yeah, kind of that for that people area. that I knew. And he's like so he's just he's just around and he's a, he's a great writer. I'd really encourage you if you can find some of his old stuff. Uh-huh. I mean, he's doing great new stuff too, obviously. But like, but I really I always when I when I was growing up and reading. The things that he wrote, he always had really great perspective, and I think that comes a lot. We're, we'll get into why that is, I guess, but it really he's he just had a unique unique perspective at the time. It didn't feel like this like a, what a lot of people were putting out. It felt mm-hmm. it felt really it was a little bit warmer and a little bit more in touch with the broader world, and it was just yeah. it was, and. Um, I really, I really enjoyed all of his pieces. He was, he was kind of a pro from the start too. He wrote like a pro and I just, I, I really appreciated it. So, so I, I kind of knew him through that and then through casually meeting him here and there, but like didn't yeah. know him super well. So it was really cool to like get on and just chop it up for a little while. Yeah. You guys definitely had a, a handful yeah, of yeah, Chicago yeah. acquaintances. And, yeah, and he'd come to the store too. Yeah. Like, yeah. I wasn't and, there that day, but yeah, but you'd, you'd chit chat with oh, him. Oh yeah. yeah. In Boulder. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 So, so yeah, it was just, it was, it was fun to, to get to know the guy. He's a, he's, a, he's, he's great. He's doing cool stuff and and yeah, happy yeah. for him. So really, really appreciated the the that we could relate on kind of being in the middle of nowhere situation. He's yeah. from Des Moines or lives yeah. in Des Moines now, but yeah, yeah. So it, it's it's a fun conversation, easy conversation. It, it was it was cool to get to hear what he's doing now and how he got to where he was. And and because you know, I, th- I think at least growing up where I did, I just I didn't know how I was going to get into this world. So it was mm-hmm. cool to hear from somebody else that was also not from like you know an epicenter, like starting from that place, like figuring out how they got their ins and 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 and, and how what it took. And you yeah, know, it felt so. less linear than like living in New York City and getting that job yeah. and then doing doing yeah. that. Yeah, and, it, and, it, and like I think it's he's really driven by the passion he has for doing what he does, and I think that's mm-hmm. that's if you have that, you can get a lot further in life than you know you think. Yeah. So so yeah, so it's it's a it's a fun conversation. So I I, I don't I got nothing else to say. Let's oh, get right into it. it. We'll hop right into the old convo. <laughs> 
Yeah, perfect segue. Here we go. There we go. Nick Grant. Yeah, so Nick, so I know you. Uh, I know you just from the time you came in the yeah, shop and we've been in, chatting yeah. for a couple years and just generally being homies. But yeah, so I don't have the same background as Timothy in terms of I'm a little younger and uh, really got into all this via canoe club and mm-hmm. a couple other things here and there. But yeah, can you give me and the listeners kind of like a rundown of like where else they might know you and have, uh, yeah. You know, heard your um, voice or read, you know? So I, I say I started writing. Um, so I started writing back in like the Tumblr era, which is a chance. I know that's way before your time. I know everybody knows what Tumblr is, Tumblr is, but that <laughs> is what really kicked off. I think the hashtag and that's where, um, you know, really kicked off like of course the, the menswear blogging or the menswear, you know, pub, um, you know, kind of writing style. And uh then I started writing for and that really opened up opportunities for me. Um, you know, and I got approached by a blog called uh, Freeman Brand, which uh, is no longer is no longer around. Uh and then it kind of had a snowball effect from there. So my you know, my writing went from my, my small tumbler space to being introduced to people. And then I started writing for Freeman. And then, you know, I got approached by complex. Um, and so, I was actually, uh, I think I was, I think I was the first, if not one of the first writers for their, their style section, uh, which I'm, I'm sure you guys know, I've had like a ton of great writers come in and now we're doing like huge things elsewhere. Um, so I, I did that for a really, really long time. And first I was just doing like, news pieces and then it came to went to features and you know then i went to like you know storytelling and, and those types of interviews those types of things um i spent probably the most time writing uh with uh with complex and, and of course with uh well spent and then from there it's just you know um i think i'd written enough where people were approaching me because they you know either liked my style or they knew that i had um, you know, I'll air quotes expertise in certain areas. So, you know, that's where opportunities with like GQ or Vogue or Vanity Fair, um, you know, I've done a bunch of pieces for Grailed. Um, I'm doing mm-hmm. some, some stuff with, uh, Gear Patrol, you know, I've done with, you know, stuff with Hutbear. Like I have like a wide array of like your high, you know, um, couture fashion to your yeah. you know, streetwear sneakers, um, I think just because I've, you know, I, I think one of the, I think one of the things that really intrigues people too is knowing that I live in Des Moines. So it's almost like a test yeah. where it's like, I want this guy to write for us, but it's almost like, I'm, you know, I want to, you know, kind of uh, see if he's a fraud, <laughs> you know, because he's not a part of a of, you know, major metropolis and he's not, you know, in, you know, you know, in the streets every, every single day in like New York or Chicago yeah. or, you know, those types of places. But it's like, I, I lived in DC for, you know, the first half of my life, uh, you know, grew, grew up in, in DC and I've always been obsessed with, um, you know, just, I think having my own personal style and, and mm-hmm, ever, mm-hmm. ever since my, you know, my parents stopped buying me, you know, knock off Nike gear off the street vendors in DC. I think I've, you know, I think I've kind of grown to like really love, you know, having a, a personal style that is, that I appreciate, but that has uh, kind of grown as I've, you know, shifted gears in my life. Um, and so I think having that kind of, perspective the different perspective that i've had throughout life or growing up in dc 
you know, um, you know, being around that culture, being around sneaker culture my entire life, um, you know, being a former, you know, uh, college athlete and just mm-hmm. like what, you know, the opportunities that, that that brings you. And then, you know, traveling for work, you know, and, and that advertising side and you know i've just had different uh, i think cultural influences in my life that i that i use as references but that have drawn me to certain aspects of fashion or style um that i, I don't know that people really have those types of experiences so while i may not be in chicago or new york every day and having you know those types of experiences i know the you know what I like my background has given me enough perspective to, to know what I like and what I don't like. And, and, you know, just wanting to try to soak in as much information as possible. So I think that's, that's part of the reason why I've had some success over the years with, with writing. And I love, I love storytelling um, as you guys can, can tell. As I just keep <laughs> rambling to you guys. Um, <laughs> well, you know, it's funny when you brought up because we get all the time that like the question like that always comes up. I feel like whenever anyone talks to me about Canoe Club is like, why did you choose Boulder? And it was like, it's really like a myriad of reasons, but like I, we, there was also advantages. So I didn't even know when, when my business partner asked me to start this with him, I didn't even know where Boulder was on a map to be real mm-hmm. honest with you. Like I'd heard of it, mm-hmm. but I didn't know where it was. Um, So I came out and visited and was like, oh, it's a really cool town. And they're into like, you know, they have, there's all this like, you know, third wave, fourth wave coffee and all this, like, you know, there's great restaurants and, you know, Mm -hmm. but in all this stuff. And it it was like, it was, it was there culturally enough that it was like, oh, they just haven't been like, like if they're down for that stuff, they're likely down for like the storytelling of clothing and all that too. You guys have, you guys have literally the the greatest location, like of (laughs) any store I've ever been to. Like I had no idea when I came to Boulder. I was, so I was going up there for the weekend. My, my, uh, my sister-in-law and her family live uh, in Thornton, um, not, not too far from you oh, guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So my wife and my son and I went up to, went up there for a day and I knew you guys were up there, but I had no idea what to expect. And that area mm-hmm. is amazing. Like I was like to Jess, I was like, we're moving there like next year. Yeah, Obviously yeah. we have, Dude, I hope you do. but it's like, it's it's just such an amazing town and like the shop location is just it's just you know kind of kind of tucked away from like the main you know kind of drag but like right off of it and and everything like all the it was just it was just amazing it's just i loved it yeah oh. All the credit there goes to my business partner who he, he, when he retired, he went to winter park. So he, he came to Boulder to like eat and shop when mm-hmm. he was going to do stuff like that. And he, he found that location and it was, that's really what like birthed the idea. Cause he and I talked for years like, Oh, if we opened a store, we could do this or we could have this or we could look like this. And we do just like kind of fantasize about it. Mm-hmm. And then, he, and then he found that location was like, yo, we, I've kind of got like a perfect location. Cause it's like exactly like you said, it's sort of off the beaten path. Cause we can't be right in the middle of traffic. If we have to explain to every single person that comes in, we would need a huge staff and oh, most yeah. people aren't going to really get it. So th- it's kind of perfect. We can have conversations in there. We're really part of the neighborhood down there. Obviously you open up French doors and there's flat irons. It's like, it's very cool. It's but like, cool. it's also funny because because of the brands we carry, we also constantly get like, why did you guys open in Boulder? Mm-hmm. Like, and it's like, well, it's like, but it's like, this is what I was going to ask. Cause for us, it's an advantage. We, we can kind of open up, we don't have any competition here, right. so we can open up pretty much any brand. You know, I had a lot of connections and uh, my business partner, Bob, he had a lot of connections. So that helped us get going and that, and you know, but, and then so we can kind of perpetuate getting better and better brands. But like, 
the difference is it's like we don't have it, normally they're going to go well who's near you can you open i don't know if we can open you we've had some store there they don't carry much but they've been there for 20 years you can't so so like new york chicago la those are all going to be problems for right. us like trying to build the store that we want to build okay. so here we've been able to kind of build so it's been a huge advantage so that's why i wanted to ask you like do you find any like advantages to being in, 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 in Iowa of all places. Cause it's almost like, it's almost nice to sometimes be like, I grew up in Indiana. It's like, it's almost nice sometimes to be like more like I get it and you don't you know, yeah. a little uh-huh. better. Like, or it makes you, I always say that like, you know, growing up in that way, like made me seek now there wasn't social media and stuff at the time, but like it, it made me seek out my interests so much yeah. harder. Yeah. Like, oh, it, like exactly. it really, I feel like the people in those places probably follow it way closer than anyone else. No, that's yeah. exactly it. And, and I think, uh, you know, it's, it is, I think part of that is also that kind of dredges from, you know, the fact that, I, I'm not nearly as, I think, as jaded as some of my friends who are, you know, kind of in the industry who live in, you know, flash metropolises like New York, where, like, I get really geeked out and really excited about, you know, things that are, you know, you know, when I get to go to events or when I get to, you know, have these types of conversations, whereas they get, su- they're super, like, jaded by it. It's like, oh, this is, you know, this is just kind of what it is. It's just kind of going through the motions. And I think that, you know, I think that kind of brings out a sort of passion uh, as well that I think it gets lost when you're just kind of in the trenches every single day and you're you're exposed to it all the time. Um, So I think that's a, that's a huge advantage. Um, But yeah, to your point, I, I, you know, back when, um, you know, I first started writing, there wasn't a ton of information out there, you know, on the, on the internet. So you really did have to have a lot more conversations with people. Um, and you had to kind of be more, um, you know, in the know. And I think the only way to, to do that is the only way to do that was to be in New York and Chicago. And then, yeah. you know, the, the, inter- the internet progressed and, and, and whatnot, but you had to have a lot more conversations. So, I think that's, that was also it for me was it wasn't just acting like I knew everything or, you know, just name dropping and all this stuff. I genuinely wanted to learn and I wanted to listen to what people had to say about brands or about, you know, the culture in general and kind of let it soak, soak all in versus, you know, trying to form my own opinion right away and spout that as though it was gospel. And so I think when you're, when you listen, you have people that want to talk. Um, and you know, people love, love to talk such as myself. Well, I was just, just going to say, bro, that's, that's actually a rarity in this industry. I feel like people only want to talk half the yeah, time. You know yeah. what I mean? So if you're there willing to listen, I think that's already a huge advantage, but like, bro, like being just like knowing, knowing like, you know, when you come up through that Tumblr era and, and you're right, like you definitely still, even though it was starting to be a little bit more accessible via online, it was still a little harder to connect with people. So how did you get like, how did you get in with some of the, the people you did? Were you, were you traveling a lot or were you just making, like internet friends uh it was a little bit of both honestly um you know it was it was you know you see people on online that have common interests like i was on like different forums like style forum or like even when Mm -hmm. high speed high beast had forums back then um you know i'll I'll drop like i dropped that type those types of names and people like really like like that that was a thing and it was it was huge you know um, back in like the mid to, to late two thousands. And so you, you just, 
you start to gain like those internet friendships and, you know, you, you know, that, that kind of grows as you get more and more exposed, um, you know, to, to different parts of, you know, the, the streetwear or fashion culture. And then you, like I said, like you start talking to people and, you know, I, I've ended up going out to New York a couple of times for, you know, like capsule and, and, you know, those types of, of shows out there. And you, again, you just, you, you meet people, you are, you know, you're excited, you listen, and that really opens up, you know, that opens up opportunities that opened up a lot of opportunities for me. Um, you know, it probably helps, you know, that I'm somewhat personable. Uh, and the fact that I'm, you know, when I'm, uh, in these situations, I do genuinely like, like to have a good time and like to listen to people and listen to what they have to say. And, you know, uh, mm-hmm. I, so I think that's refreshing to some, to some people. Totally. Um, and then, you know, I can write a little bit. So I think that's, that's part of, it's just part of the, uh, the allure. I think that I kind of brought with me and then it just, like I said, it kind of opened up from there, but you know, you definitely have to put your, your, your neck out there a little bit, which I think is mm-hmm. scary to a lot of people. Um, you definitely. know, going to these events, I was going, sometimes I went by myself. Sometimes I went with, you know, a friend, but we weren't, you know, like when I was first going, I wasn't going, you know, as a, you know, a writer for so-and-so I was just going to, you know, to check it out. And, you know, back then there were, there were a lot of brands that were like, if you're not associated with a publication or a blog or something, um, I, you know, you're not even allowed in the booth and, and. Oh yeah. It used to be hard to get into those things. Uh, and it was, uh, yeah, absolutely. Now, now anybody can get in, but back then it was, it was very, it was very exclusive and, and it felt it's, but you had to put your neck out there and you'd be like, Hey, like I'm, I, you, so you start to talk to smaller brands or you start to talk to brands that, you know, you've met, you know, you talk to online or, 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 you know, already. And again, like you introduce yourself, you listen, you seem like you're, um, genuinely interested in what they have to say. And, and then you write about it, it you know, you, the more people start to see that. And, um, but you definitely have to, you definitely have to stick your, your neck out there a little bit. Uh, at least you did mm-hmm. back then. I, I, I'm assuming that you still do now, but like I said, I'm just like always really excited to be in those situations. I think people tend to gravitate toward that because they want to have a good time and they want to have a good conversation. So, yeah, yeah. So Nick, uh, you know, back back to the Iowa bit, which I realize I say that a little funny, Iowa. But uh, yeah, we found out he says, uh, say it again. He says Iowa. Iowa. He like pronounces the wa. Iowa. Iowa. I, li- I like it. I, I, Iowa. Roll with it. I keep I keep rolling. You know. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. I'm not changing. Bro. No, it makes this it is more exotic. exotic. Yeah. <laughs> but so uh, last year, my girlfriend and I drove from Denver. I'm from Cleveland. Went home to visit family. And uh, we, we stopped and we stayed in Davenport. And I've always kind of viewed Iowa as like a flyover state, you know, or whatever. Mm-hmm. But man, I loved it. How'd you end up there? Like, because you've been there for a minute. Yeah. Um, I've, like, I've been here since, how would, 2000, since 2003. So oh, damn, oh, yeah. like just, just over half my life, which is definitely, you know, it's aging me a little bit. Um, <laughs> So no, you're I, youthful. I came here from DC to, I played basketball at Drake university, uh, for oh, okay, four okay. years. Mm. Uh, so, so that yeah. was what brought you out there. Yeah. 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 Um, 
And, uh, you know, I met my wife here. She played uh, softball at Drake, um, was a phenomenal, phenomenal pitcher. Um, and, uh, when we graduated, we both got jobs like right away, uh, out of, out of college, uh, me working at an advertising agency and just, we just kind of like stuck around here because, you know, Des Moines is, um, the growth here is incredible. Uh, Mm -hmm. it's, it's, uh, I, you know, I can't, I, I know that other cities in the state, like, like you said, Davenport or like Iowa city, Waterloo, Cedar Rapids, um, you know, some of those spots they've, they've grown, but like Des Moines has grown exponentially since, since I've been here. Um, and like, even like the suburbs, like we live in a suburb of Des Moines, it's like, you know, you get all the things that you would expect from a suburb of a major city. Yeah. Um, And then the downtown area is just, it's just really cool. It's, you know, it's a hip, place it's it's easy to get to the people around here are super super nice um yep, and yep. there's no traffic that, that, so dude that was my major takeaway we we got in like late at night stayed at some hotel across from like a menards or menards, Men- menards yeah yeah menards which also looks like my kind of place but <laughs> It was like raining. We get in late. Front desk person is super helpful. We get up. It's still raining. Front desk was like so friendly. We stopped and chatted. We drove through a McDonald's and like everybody seemed like they had been like waiting for us. Everybody was so nice (laughs) in the rain. And we were like, dude, like, so we talk about it a lot. Like Iowa is like, I really love it there. Really jive with me. It's like lush and it, it offers like it just feels like nicer than, you know, say like a Wyoming or a Nebraska where like, I feel like those really are just corn, but man, Iowa hit. So yeah. I've, I've always been curious about how you ended up there. Cause I, I also appreciate, like you said, you had a buddy who lives in upstate New York, kind of lives out in the woods mm-hmm. and does his own thing. I was like, shit, that's kind of my dream. I was just talking about living by the finger lakes not long ago, yeah. but yeah. Um, it's cool. It's cool to see somebody kind of echo the same thing. Like, I can appreciate in New York and I think Chicago is cool and you know, Cleveland's a definitely a smaller city and Denver's cool, but man, there's something to be said about not being in that like super go mode of being oh, like, yeah. I gotta, I gotta liquidate my bank account cause I have to live in this neighborhood and I, I do all this shit. Yeah. It's like you can live your life and still be cued in, especially with the internet. Yeah, we've still be cued some, into all of this. We've had some like over, over the years, like my wife and I, we've been married for 15 years and we've had some like really, really, long arduous conversations about whether we were going to stay here or not um you know there was a time when you know we were we were very very close to moving to new york where you know i was going to become a you know an editor at at complex and that Mm -hmm. was that was the decision of do i want to make you know writing or make really make fashion um you know and and streetwear men's style make that my career or if I wanted to keep it as kind of like a a side gig, um, you know, as a hobby, something that I enjoyed doing. Uh, Obviously I chose the the latter and instead of, you know, moving out there and and becoming an editor. But um, Mm -hmm. I think the more that we live here, the more um, comfortable we've become. And honestly, you know, we're, we're getting older. We have a nine year old, you know, he plays youth sports and it's like, we feel yeah. like we're kind of entrenched in a certain lifestyle as well, um, where we don't have to be in our, our go mode is like fucking practices and, and, um, you know, and tournaments uh, every weekend, yeah. uh, versus like 
events or, you know, soirees or whatever. Um, of course. And, or hanging out with, you know, friends, going to bars or whatever. Uh, because like our life is literally like, it is really built around his sports schedule now, which we're okay with. I mean, both my wife and I obviously grew up, uh, traveling and, um, you know, traveling yeah. for sports and playing competitively. So, um, it's, it's just, it's that part of our lives has started a little bit sooner than we expected. Um, but you know, it, it is what it is. And we're, you know, we're just kind of like, this is, this is who we are now. We're sports parents. So love it, dude. I mean, I grew up playing sports year round, Timothy. I mean, we both played soccer for uh, most of our lives, you know? Um, but that, that's really cool to hear. What sports do they play? Uh, so he plays basketball. His, his basketball season just ended, um, and he started practice for um, for baseball in January. Yeah. So that's we're, so we're in the that, lead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, wait, that's actually perfect. Is How he, cool. Are you, you, got him, you got him swagged out and stuff, too? Is he into clothes yet? He's, you know, he's starting to, but, I mean, he's also more of like a comfort guy so he's like sweats sweats and like hoodies and jerseys like all day long um that's that's all he wants to wear so he's not like he hasn't like evolved to like a i i care a lot about style it's more like i want a cool jersey and i want to wear sweats and you know maybe i'll wear sneakers maybe i'll just wear crocs who cares um yeah he's more like i just want to be comfortable so i think which i did Cause yeah. I think that like when I was a kid and I was a, I was a, not a good basketball player. Um, but I played basketball for a little while and I think that was like one of the earlier things that I got into, like what, cause that's how I like got into sneakers when I was younger. It was just like playing basketball and then, mm-hmm. and, I mean, even in soccer that we were like, we did that with cleats and we did yeah, it with any, yeah. like any, any footwear was like an easy way to get into oh, it. Easy. And then yeah. that sort of just starts like you know, you get more and more into it and it, you know, it's, it's just like when people, you know, when everyone got into jeans, it was like, this is all going to one place. Oh, yeah. You're all going to end up in the same location. Yeah. I always tell people like, that sneakers is definitely like a gateway drug to just like overspending on clothes in general, because uh-huh. it's, yeah, you know, yeah. it always starts with the sneakers and it's like, all right, what am I going to wear with sneakers? And then from there, it's like, all right, more sneakers, more clothes, you know, better clothes, <laughs> whatever. Um, it's yeah. So, yeah. Would you say that's still like, are you still, uh, like when you're putting together an outfit, you pick sneakers first? Uh, yeah, I probably, I probably do. Um, yeah. But at the same time, you know, if I'm more of a, it just has to be kind of like a feeling thing. So while I, I tend to gravitate towards sneakers first, I'm always like, Oh, like I haven't worn like this shirt or, you know, this, you know, pair Mm -hmm. of pants for a while. And, it's like, I want to wear that. And then I just kind of build off of that, that one thing. So yeah. Do you remember the first pair of sneakers that you were like, this is, this is it. Like what, like, especially playing basketball and shit. Like, did you, was there one where you were like, this has changed my mind. Um, so the first pair of like cool sneakers that I ever got, um, were the, uh, Nike air penny twos. Um, I got them. Very so cool. the all white ones, like with the wave on the side, yes. I got those on sale at sports authority for like, like 50 bucks. And I just thought I was the shit, but that was also like, because like the air, you know, the penny threes were like right around the corner. So that was, I think that was like my first like introduction to like the obsession of sneakers. And then it just mm-hmm. kind of took off from there. Um, 
you know, there was like the time when like the, the first time, like when the 11s like first came out back in 1996 and like, I was just begging my parents for them and I, I didn't get them. But then when they retroed and I think in like 2000, 2001, I got literally every single pair, like every single yeah, yeah. color um, of the, like the original color that came out. And I still like to this day, if like an 11, like a, an original 11 color is released. Like I have to have it. It's like, so I have like the white and black, <laughs> the black and reds, the space jams. Um, so it like, that's probably, that's probably another one of those sneakers that was like, that's, that really triggered my obsession. Um, and then like in DC phone posits and flight posits were like huge, like absolutely like in, enormous. Then that was actually, mm-hmm. The, uh, the flight posit one, I don't know if you guys remember those, um, or remember oh, you know, which do. one that is. Um, there was a, a, a store in DC that actually got like the super, super exclusive, like silver colorway that didn't, that didn't release everywhere. Um, uh, so they, they originally came out in like the, like the copper kind of, kind of a copper green colorway and like all black. Uh, but this store got the silver colorway and they got the carbon fiber um, colorway. And so that was this is in DC. Yeah, this is, it was actually in Maryland. It was at, at a spot mm. uh, called uh, the, the mall was called PG Plaza. And there was a, it was actually a record store in PG Plaza um, that sometimes got like exclusive sneakers. I have no idea how I'm sure they, they had a they, record store. Yeah. Like they, they sold, um, it was actually, so it was like a, they sold like, uh, just like, uh, so there's music in DC called go-go. I don't know if you guys are, are, yeah, are yeah, yeah, yep. um, it was like a go-go, like you bought like go-go tapes there or like CD and like CDs. Like it was like a mom and pop shop. Um, and so you got, you know, your go-go tapes and then they had like a couple of like exclusive sneakers like there. And, um, the, I got the, the silver flight posits. They were like $200 and which, you know, in today's world, it's like $400. Absurd, yeah. It's absolutely absurd. But like when I had those and this was when I was traveling for, um, for AAU, like every time I, every time we traveled, I had to bring them, I had to stunt on people. And it was mm-hmm. like, they, they, they did exactly what I wanted them to do. Now looking back and I was like, Oh, this kind of corny of me, but like everybody was like, Holy shit. Like, I can't believe you have those. And so it was like, you had that, that kind of boss, like, feeling i think that you know so that that's another one of those those things that really is like a core memory uh, of mine i think actually at one point i almost got um jumped for him but that was also probably like okay maybe we don't take these to every single place like i'm, I'm not gonna uh-huh. take them to yeah. detroit michigan again so let's you know <laughs> you, live, you live and you learn you know it was a phone posits really made me have to deal with like body image for the first time because oh, yeah. I got a pair of foam posits and I got home and I'm not tall. I'm as how tall are you, Nick? You're uh, tall. Six you're three, tall. yeah. Yeah, yeah. You're playing basketball. Yeah. I'm like a regular like five ten and I and, and this, that's now. And when I got the foam posits, and I don't know how old I would have been, but younger, and I got them and I got them home I'm like these are so fucking sick. They don't even look real. You had to, and you had to I, own them. You had to own yeah. them. Like you had, I had them to own them. you had to own it. I bought more pairs after this, but I re- I remember the mirror at my parents' house. I remember looking at myself in them and going, "This is not right for my height." 
this is for a tall person because I didn't have like a small foot necessarily. Mm-hmm. So it was like a big ass shoe for it someone was. that wasn't super tall. And yeah. I'm like, this is too, this the, is too many things for me. It was I need boot. to dial it, it back. Definitely a boot, yeah, it's like you a know, in a, boot. In, a, in a shoe form. So in a size 11, it. it's comparable to a Timberland. Oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, that's crazy. But it's, I mean, it, yeah, it was that, that was a shoe that I do think was like, that was one of the first times where it's like, like you're saying, it's like, I don't even, I'm not even thinking about what I'm going to wear with it. I just, it's just, it's just a thing that's cool to look at. Oh, absolutely. It's like, it's, it was like, you just, you can throw on anything. And if you have like the, the original, you know, blue foam posits, like I actually, I actually bought a pair um, like two years ago, uh, just because it's like, I, I, I haven't had them in my wardrobe or in my closet for so long. It's like, I can't stop thinking about it. And that's another, that's another thing with me is like, I'm very nostalgic. Um, a lot of things that I buy now are things that I either had when I was younger or, you know, really wanted when I was younger, whether it be sneakers or like, I collect like vintage, like movie t-shirts now where yeah i'm um, glad you brought this up because i was going to ask you about this because i have the same problem right now. like i've been collecting well i've always collected like band tees from because mm-hmm. I, I i played in bands toward in bands and it's like i collected them when i was younger i made them for bands i like helped do designs sell them print them and then i like have continued to collect them and now this whole like era of bootlegging and you're getting stuff that you would never get otherwise because it's like I love it but unless unless I really hit the jackpot I'm not spending fucking 3k on a Morbid Angel shirt yeah, so yeah. it's just like it's just it's too and you know you I know how those things are made and what they're printed on you've got yeah. three wears max out of that thing yeah. so it's like I just can't but like I just keep I can't stop doing it yeah. like I just keep getting them week after week and it's, <laughs> and it's like especially the bootlegs are like the right amount of money where i'm like this isn't it's not real money but it adds up yeah oh absolutely does is that so is that what it is for you is this just like a is it a thing that you've started and can't go back on or is this just because like there's just that because for me it's the same thing it's like the nostalgia thing or it's like it's stuff i wanted or remember and i'm like i have to have it and i don't know what the draw is exactly other than just like it's like i need to own it it's it's a little bit of both i think it started off as nostalgia um especially especially when i started like buying the the movie tees they weren't i don't think it was as popular um and i think i gravitated toward movie tees because everybody else was gravitating toward like band tees and you know those are those are super cool i you know and like there are a couple of you know band tees i've I've had over the over the years or like rap tees that i've had that you know have just been awesome but then i was thinking about you know, I think I saw, I, I think it was what really triggered it was I saw like an old, um, I think it was on like Grail or like Depop or something, uh, an old boomerang, like the movie boomerang T yeah. that, that had just sold. But then I went down this rabbit hole of like, I have to find this t-shirt somewhere else, or I need to find the person that bought this t-shirt so I could buy it off of them for you know, triple what they paid or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Yep. And as I'm going down that path, I'm also seeing all these other like old, you know, movie tees that of movies that I loved growing up. And I was like, Oh my God, like this, this is bad. Like this is bad for me and my wallet because now <laughs> this is my life. My life is now finding all of these movie tees and spending all my money on it. And it's kind of been like that for a couple of years now and it's really bad. Like my, I, my, my wife would tell you it's bad. 
What's the weirdest one you have? Um, the weirdest one I have. Uh, man, that's a good question. I get, this is like because this is it. Like the the reason the the movie tease really gets me is I I, I we were just talking about it on a recent podcast, but like uh, my, I grew up with this friend. We were always together. We're like brothers, and they one of the things we did was like every Friday his mom would go to this like workout class, and she would drop us off at a blockbuster. So we were just in a blockbuster for forty five minutes every single week, and so like I have like a very photographic memory of like specifically like nineties movie posters yes and like even for movies i haven't seen or i'll but i'll and i'll know and i'll know exactly or my wife sometimes will be like have, we, have you ever watched this movie and i'm like no but is it the one with the cover of and then I, I have it exactly so it's like there's so many of those that's like it's like i, I haven't gone down the movie t route because i i can't i can't have this i, I already like clothes yeah. and guitars uh, and pedals and i band tees i can't add stay another away. expensive yeah, stay hobby. away it's awesome just yeah. stay, stay, I, I urge you to stay away um, i'll just watch you do it yeah. I'm thinking like a like I think for some reason I think a lot about the and I don't know why but the the movie poster for Bandit it was a Bruce Willis movie I've never <laughs> seen it I don't know what it's about I don't I but I think about it a lot that feels like in the realm of something you might have I don't, I don't have that one so I have like, I think the one that it may not be the weirdest but I think the one that that is that I get the most like compliments or the most i don't even know if compliments Shock the most, yeah it's like the most like like wow like i like i haven't seen that movie in a while is my yeah. my sister act two um oh, you know whoopi yeah. goldberg uh t that one's like oh like i think people know about sister act but like the movie sister act two if you've seen it is like, better you know much how better. much better it is and you know how good the movie is like that's where Lord, like that's who lauren hill became like that's where yeah. she started, you know? Um, and so I think that one's probably one of my weirdest ones I have. I just got a, a my girl one, uh, which oh, is yeah, an yeah. amazing, uh, an amazing movie. Um, gosh, Are you yeah. going that this from just movies you really like, or is it sometimes just like this one's kind of freaky? M- most of the time, like I'd say nine times out of 10, it is, it is movies that I really like. Um, and if I can find like a good, uh, you know, kind of like poster version of it, or at least like, uh, mm-hmm. so it's obviously you have like your, like the poster is on the t-shirt or you have like the credits, not, you know, like oh, the, yeah, you sick. know, like the film credits on it. Yep. Yeah. Um, of course. Those are, font exactly. Yeah. So those are, those are, those are the ones I tend to gravitate toward. And, you know, if it's a, a movie that I've seen and I liked, then I'll, I'll do that. But there's some like, I've, this is going to sound bad, but I've never seen uh, fear and loathing in Las Vegas, but there's a, like a, there's a T with Johnny Depp and it has like hit, you know, like the, where he's tripping out like his head yeah, yeah, yeah. On, the, yeah, on the t-shirt yeah. with the movie credits on it. And I've been looking for like a, I've been looking for it for probably four years now, like yeah, at, yeah. At, a, at a reasonable price. At, like it's like $400 or $500 now. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to pay that much for a movie that I haven't seen, but I love that shirt so much. And it's always on like my, like my search list or, or my ping me when this comes up with. So, uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, so I'm, yeah. glad, I'm glad you said that movie because I hadn't seen or heard of any of the other ones, but I also like, I'm a little younger and I didn't watch really. A no, lot of movies, yeah, but, no, it's all good. It's uh, but, it, it definitely uh, comes down to like the design of like, there are some, out there where it's like a, it's one of my favorite movies ever, but 
you know, uh-huh. the design of the shirt really sucks. So I'm, I can't really, yeah. yeah. No, I feel you. You should you should watch Fear and Loathing, bro. Especially if you have a VHS player or something, you can get that nice warm I, I know, I sound you need it too. analog. It's yeah. it's too freaky to see digital. It is I, I it is it, it is a trip. I do need to see it. I, I I I agree. I've heard I've heard great things, and you know this is you know kind of Johnny Depp's like kind of this coming yep. up year. So yep, even like Tobey Maguire as like a fresh faced like eighteen year old, nineteen year old looking kid. Like he he's he's in like the first like ten minutes. Man, I love that movie. You guys right? talk me into it. I think I got to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What about this? Have you do you have any of them uh, hung up as decoration or framed, or is that the wife's not letting that? Happen? No, I do. <laughs> I know it's actually funny that you mentioned that. Um, so my mom works for uh, Motion Picture Association of America in Whoa. Uh, in DC. She's the VP of administration there, um, and so that's sick. You know, growing up, like I always used to go there to. Uh, they have you know had a bunch of like. Um, kind of film premieres there um, and, and showings there where, you know, different celebrities and it was, it's a big like lobbyist thing, but like different celebrities and stuff would come in and, um, you know, go to the premieres and stuff. So I got to meet a, a bunch of people whenever I, you know, got, like I got, I saw uh, he got game there like four months before oh, it came <laughs> out and, you know, I was, you know, however old I was, I wasn't supposed to be there, but um, so getting you know getting exposed to that but um as a part of like she was in charge of like the basically like the the decoration of you know the kind of the main area like the theater area so there there were always like statues and like movie posters and different like memorabilia from movies um in you know kind of in that area and when they moved moved spaces um, you know, a lot of the old movie posters and stuff got taken down and kind of got put into, um, you know, kind of like a warehouse or whatever you want to mm-hmm. call it. Uh, and so she had a bunch of them that they were going to be getting rid of. And so I, she asked me if there were any that I wanted and took some pictures. And so I actually have a couple of, can you guys, would you, can you guys see my camera? I know this is kind of a yeah, big part it. for others, but um so i don't know if you guys can see like one flew over the cuckoo's nest there um, one of my wife and i's favorite shows of all time newsroom framed there oh, and yeah, these are, what a great one yeah. these are all original movie posters back there i got et um Damn. Back, back over here pulp fiction that's an original um and uh what else we have oh and in the hallway we have uh godfather uh, and um, Django Unchained. So oh, sick. So you know, being able to get you know some of those, uh, some of those has always been you know kind of a part. You know, movies have always been a part of my life. So I think it's mm-hmm. that's been mm-hmm. a. I think that's also why it's been kind of an easy thing for me to gravitate toward when it came to like the like searching for like movie T-shirts and stuff. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Also, Nick. Beautiful space you're oh, thank in, dude. You. Thank is, that, you. is that like your house, your office? Yeah. Or? So this is our this is our basement, which we just we finished Goodness. like during COVID because yeah, like we were going to be around here, and um, you know, we both needed workspace, and 
Yep, yep. So, yeah. I mean, what's a house in the Midwest without a finished basement, right? bro? That's the first exactly. thing I ask. Exactly. I say, yeah. somebody buys a house, like, all right, cool. You, you finished the basement, yeah. it was already finished. We, so. should have, we, 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 had, we had, like, put it off for so, so long. Like, we've been here for, uh, like, seven, eight years or so. And we put uh-huh. it off. We put it off, you know, finishing the basement forever. And then, like, you're like, no, it's like, we, we have to, like, we have to finish it now. So, yeah, yeah. When I, when we, when I moved from Chicago to here, I really thought like, oh shit, like finally we're going to get a, we're going to get a big ass crib. We're going to do yeah. it because I didn't know where it was. And I just thought anywhere that wasn't a big city is like cheap. And we moved to Boulder and it's satanic, the, the, the pricing of homes yeah. here. Yeah. So we didn't get, so I still, I, we, I think Chase and I still, especially coming from the Midwest, we still have these fantasies of like, like finished or unfinished. Both are fun. Yeah. yeah for different care. reasons. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Basements. Yeah, it's uh, I'm glad that we did it. And it was like it was more expensive because we did it during COVID when all the prices were just outrageous. We I think we got lucky that we didn't. um, We got it on the front end when prices were weren't as awful as they were toward the end. But then like timing, like everybody was booked out forever. Uh, We got lucky, Mm -hmm. you know, for for some of it, like with the electrical and stuff, stuff people don't really want to hear on, on, you know, on your, on your podcast, but you know, this is the kind of the, the doldrums of getting old, you know, you uh, have conversations about finishing your basement and Dude, you know, your kids yeah. sports and just old people stuff like that. So we talk about fashion all the time. That's what, you know what I mean? So it's nice to talk about a finishing yeah, like regular, regular, <laughs> regular thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's great. Yeah. Levy, so as we wrap things up here, Nick, what we normally do is the thing called hot takes where we just where we just throw out some sort of opinion based thing and then we discuss it for a minute. Yeah. And it, we got one today because uh, we talk about it a lot internally, but you because you played basketball at a, at a much different level than either of us ever have. <laughs> um, but we follow I followed it closely basically until like the first year of LeBron and then I fell off. But I followed it very closely until then. We were thinking we always really discussed like who has the most like in in NBA history? Who's got the most swag? Who's like definitely? Who's like the most stylish? Allen Iverson. There's there's no okay. No, Allen yeah, Iverson yeah, yeah. is is the penultimate. Like he is the executor. Uh, I mean, when you have rules changed, yeah, because yeah, yeah, of yeah, yeah. like how you because of your style. When you have rules changed to go against it, um, you know, I think that that truly showed how like uncool the NBA was at the time when they were like, Oh, you're, you're dressing, you know, too casual. So we have to enact this, um, you know, this dress code rule. Uh, I mean, but like I, AI is like all time for sure. Um, for sure. Most, most stylish. I won't even hear an argument against it. Like it's just because he's, he's, I mean, when I think about his mom doing his braids while he's on the, so goddamn cool, like beyond just fashion and shit. It's so, it's just him not caring and doing whatever the hell he wanted and then still going out there and just lighting it up. And I don't know if it was his size or if it was like the size of the clothes that he wore, he wore. And it was like, you know, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have, it was one of those things where it's like, I can't, wear that most of that stuff or i i wouldn't wear most of the stuff but he just he just makes it look so fucking cool and every single hat like every single like fitted hat that he wears it fits perfect and it just looks yeah. cool it's like oh i want that fitted hat now or like he just 
and he, I think he just, I think it's also just like the confidence in it and just the, um, what's, what's a good word to, uh, I'm trying to think of a good word. To, yeah. It's just, it's, it's just like, he, he, he lives no it more than he was not going to, he would, he would have been looking for, I mean, outside of money. I mean, he looked, he was going to look cool no matter what he was yeah. doing. He's and, just and cool. He wasn't, he wasn't trying. So I think that was, that's probably part of it too, where it was just like, I'm just, oh, yeah. he's just, he was just doing He's just like I'm doing. I'm doing me. So, how tall do you think he was? Just off, off top. Uh, six one. Damn it! I've actually. Yeah, I've met him. Holy he, shit! He was a little bit shorter than me, not by much. Yeah, uh, he was actually taller like, than I expected. Like you see him on the court, obviously, and you're like, yeah, oh, he's five. Yeah, big shit. All yeah. shit was big. So I thought he was little. Yeah, no, yeah. He's, yeah. he was so fast. It's and it's just it's also that you know guys in the NBA are are huge. So yeah, yeah specimens. Yeah. What what did you say the other day? Who was the other person? My, my my first thing was like Kevin Garnett because like mm. there's videos of him post retirement talking shit from like ten rows back in the stands to dudes on the court. But like I'm not sure. I I just think he was very like self assured and yes. didn't give a I shit. Think that's what and it I comes thought that down was to. Sick. That's always what it comes down to. It's just like how confident are you? Like yeah. and it can't just be like a a manufactured confidence where like you can smell that from a mile away. It has to be 100%. like a like. I, I love the dude. Like he's hilarious, but like Kyle Kuzma's confidence is manufactured confidence. Mm. It's like, uh-huh. mm-hmm. I, I want to wear weird stuff and I want to seem like I'm confident in it, but stop being mean to me about, you know, my, my long arm sweater. Um, no, yeah, no, yeah, he, yeah, he's yeah, confident. Yeah. He's confident for the internet. Yeah, he's doing, yeah. he's doing his internet persona bit, but, but you get you know. like guys like AI and, um, yeah. like you said, like KG and even like, like yeah. Shay, Shay Alexander, Bill just now, like, mm. I feel like he is, he's confident in what he's wearing. That's not a manufactured confidence because he's always yeah. kind of dressed different than other people. Um, you know, but there's, there's still some shit that he wears. I'm like, stop. Like you're that, that was just like, that was for the internet versus, you know, this is what you truly, truly like. like yeah. Yeah. So yeah. When somebody dresses in a costume, it, it shows. Yeah. Well, it's tricky. I mean, I think, but I think at the same time, these guys are basically being asked, um, like to, to the, the, it's expected that you have this off the court persona yeah. with, with the way, like all these like tunnel shots and everything happen. Now it's, it's more or less like how runways perceived. It's yeah. like, oh, no absolutely. one's expected to wear it. You're not going to wear half that shit, but like, you're the one debuting it. You're the one kind of representing the brand. It's like weirdly like its own runway. Yeah. And, yeah. and you know, if you kind of, if you've even showed interest in it, the, and then it's almost like, all right, now you have to own it and you have to keep, you know, you have to keep, uh, exploring you know you keep evolving like that's what kind of what shay has done but then there's guys like luca who you're never going to see you're never going to see a you know a tunnel shot of him because he doesn't give a shit and he's never going to because he knows if he starts he he won't be able to stop stop. because you know he's going to get all this other you know whatever Luca Luca has given up style. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. I, yeah, and it's just like 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 you're like you're saying you can't like suddenly throw it in reverse. Unfortunately, yeah. there's nah. just like and, and I think that there's an expectation. You're only going to get looks if you're wearing something crazy at this point. Somebody that comes down there in Cuccinelli, it's going to be like, oh, this guy's swagless, even though he might be like most dripped. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's interesting that the way that that's evolved. But I mean, it used to be more like the off the court stuff and like yeah. the press interviews and stuff afterwards. There would be, but I mean, this is still like Kevin Garnett had swag, but he was mostly wearing like mock neck tees and big suits. Yeah, <laughs> so, exactly, yeah. And then, there's, Nick, but then there's guys like, oh, sorry, go ahead. I, I was just curious, what's the closest NBA team to you? Uh, 
the Timberwolves. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Oh wow, interesting. Yeah, I, w- I wouldn't have expected that. Okay, interesting. Yeah, you got the Timberwolves. Cool. Obviously, um, north of us, you got the Bulls. To the mm-hmm. east of us, um, is Denver the closest team to the west? Uh, I think it is. I think it is. Yeah. Which is, you know, Denver's only like seven hours, seven hour drive from here. That's not, which isn't too bad. Yeah. 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 I feel like Des Moines is, is exactly midway between yeah. Denver and Cleveland. Yeah. So, I mean, and somebody else would probably tell you that the closest, um, the closest professional team is Iowa state or Iowa, you know, just based on how obsessed they are with yes. those schools here. It is, it state is, school, un, yeah. it's un, it is unlike anything I've ever seen. So, I mean, I'll tell you what, bro, my, my, uh, my dad had like a PlayStation one and we had like Madden 97 on it or like maybe like, you know, whatever, like one of the first ones for, for PlayStation and the Hawkeyes were incredibly good. And I've always been drawn to the Hawkeyes because of that nostalgic memory. Hmm. And I think the black and yellow is like powerful yeah, and I like that, like punchy logo. And I just, I've always thought the Hawkeyes were a classic American state school. You're going to have to, you're gonna have team, to put you know? a disclaimer on, on this one, um, for metadata. Cause if somebody hears you big up in the Hawkeyes and not the Cyclones, you're, you're going to get death threats. So, <laughs> okay. I'm okay. saying it's that it's like, it's that diehard out here, especially yeah. it's, you know, not, I, I wouldn't say as much in like, I'm sure you'll find it in Des Moines or in some of the other bigger cities, but in like the rural, like mm-hmm. outskirts, like you gotta, you own your team or you are like, like they've got the yeah. flag hanging in the yeah. front oh, yard. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Every week. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. Well, Nick, it's been an absolute pleasure. Where where can people find you these days? Where where are you at most? Uh, you know, I'm on Instagram and and, and Twitter uh, at Nicholas Grant. Um, you know, I'm I'm still doing some stuff for Gear Patrol. Um, I'm actually doing some some writing for for Nike uh, as well. But it Fun. you know it kind of comes and goes. It's really just when I have time and when I you know pitch something that gets picked up. Um, you know, from a writing perspective. Uh, so yeah, I, that's, that's, that's where I'm at. And most of the, like I said, most of what I, I talk about now is just being a, a sports dad and, uh, yeah. you know, every once in a while I'll throw in some sneaker or fashion talk, uh, because, uh, that, that's, I mean, that's going to always be a major love of my life. And, uh, you know, whether I talk about it you know, for money or I talk about it for sport, you know, it's, uh, it's always going to be there. So yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. man, that's how you know you're doing it the right way. Yeah. All right, cool, bro. Well, I hope you, I hope you, I hope you're having a, uh, a good, a good week. And then I hope you come back soon. Cause this has been really fun chatting. It's been fun to get to know you a little yeah. closer. So man, like, yeah, I really appreciate your time. Had an awesome time. Thanks so much for having me guys. Appreciate yeah, cool. it. Yeah. Cool. All right, see you. See you.